It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. There is a timeout on the field with the score. Listen to this. We are not drunk. <laughs> this is accurate. The Eagles 34, the Cowboys 3. Oh, what's going on? Bleeding Green Nation, it is schedule release party is uh, we're enjoying ourselves on a late Thursday night after a Sixers win. You don't mess with Joel Embiid and you certainly don't want to mess with this Philadelphia Eagles squad. So we're going to go through the entire the entire schedule and do my favorite thing ever BLG. We're going to do wins and loss predictions in April. That's right, April where there's no draft and uh, we don't know how many of these teams are actually going to be good. But we are going to give you what what the people want. It is episode 311. If you're from the area code 311, uh, you actually don't exist. That doesn't that that that's not a thing. So I want to start doing that, BLG. I want to start. We got to do something with area codes. Like I think the th- the next episode 312 is California somewhere. So we should think of something for what those people need to do if they're around and listening. Uh, to the podcast, or I guess we could just make this 311 the band, right? It's 311 the band episode. Investigate 311. <laughs> what? Investigate 311, John. I don't it's, know uh, what that is. That's a little, that means. little hat tip to the uh, Eric Andre. Oh, see, I've been, I love the Eric there. Andre, and I have not, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, you'll catch up. <laughs> I guess we'll have to YouTube that. How are we doing on the iTunes reviews? John, I'm so glad you asked. We are at. 815 ratings, which is very good, getting right wow. up there to that 1,000 mark. We're getting real close. But, no, still need to get the 1,000 reviews as well, and we have 383 on those, so slowly going up. We do have a good review here that I wanted to read. It is from Fish Liam. Fish uh, Liam. The title is You Guys Are Goofy and I Love It, which is very true. Yeah. Five stars. Certainly. We just started and, out the pod that way. John Barchard, great voice, best energy, food opinions equal meh. Ooh, uh, BLG, wow. great leader of BGN, very true. Endless analysis, also very true. Don't let the Eagles take tight end at 32. I will do my best. James <laughs> Seltzer, 
Charlie Day voice is uncanny. Passion is always there. Glad you came around on Doug Peterson. <laughs> Kisten Solak, best duo since Batman and Robin. It's true. Really keeping me involved yeah. with the offseason. Jack Fritz. Yeah, one of the most savage people I've ever heard. It's true. Hilariously casual about beef with people. Keep all the content coming, guys. Really appreciate all of it. E A G L E S. Eagles. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, uh, Fish Liam. Right? It was Fish Liam. Yes. Thank you, Fish Liam. I appreciate that. However, he sounds like a ketchup guy because if that means you know, food opinions, meh, I'm guessing that's a ketchup guy who's who's offended. <laughs> but we we uh, we love you nonetheless, and that's why we can disagree on it and on all that and still be back here talking about the important things like like BLG. Uh, we finally got. I mean, there wasn't any. It didn't even need to be asked today, as the uh, the brain trust. Of the Philadelphia Eagles sat down with the with the rest of the uh, the media. Uh, was lucky enough to be down there just to kind of see what was going on. And you know, people wanted to know about Daryl Worley. You have to ask the question, but it was just like it was in and out, and it's just pretty self explanatory on exactly why they got rid of him and why they made the decisions. Like, yeah, I mean, he was wasted in a car, uh, tasered, had a gun in there, legal or not. I don't know. Howie didn't want to comment on it any further because it was an ongoing investigation, but uh, no surprises there, BLG. Outside, here's the thing, though. Like, outside of your literal place of work where you had to report the next day, like, how do you get arrested <laughs> outside of your work before you have to go the next day, before you even go for your first off-season workout program? I mean, look... Uh, maybe Daryl Worley needs help. I, if that's the case, I, I mean, it seems like, you know, if there's it. this yeah. kind of thing, yeah, he would. Hopefully he gets that, but it's it's just a real bummer. And it's kind of, it's not like the trade is suddenly this big disaster for the Eagles, but it, like when you look at it at like the Eagles gave up Torrey Smith, who was this great locker room guy, and I'm not saying they, they should have kept him. I, I would have cut him, but it's just a, a bummer that like you gave up this great guy and you got this guy who couldn't even make it to day one. Yeah, there was... That was the kind of the point, right? And I just assumed, like, even if he got cut in training camp, uh, that you still win the trade because you at least tried to get something in there and rather than yeah. just, you know, cut Torrey Smith outright and just go and move on. Unfortunately, I, I thought it would last longer than a couple of weeks <laughs> and not even getting to OTA. So I would say I was pretty surprised by that, and they made the right choice. I mean, that's – Agree. Can you – I mean, I don't know if you – have you ever been fired from anywhere, BLG? Well, I mean, I got let go yeah, last well, year, true. but I didn't get fired because they were because they like you know destroyed their uh, sports department. Yeah, they cut the sports department, which yeah. was really smart by them. Uh, but uh, <laughs> w- is there any time where you're just like, I probably shouldn't have done this, and like should have been fired or got close to get firing, something um, like that? I don't think anything like no, I don't. I <laughs> you know me, well, yeah. I, I'm not like that. <laughs> I. I you're you're yeah what you would accidentally what like uh, forget to lock a door like that would be your worst john you told me i need to do more bad things you do i'm like the <laughs> mom in sandlot i just who just get into trouble for christ's sake uh not I, in me i will say this uh i've been in i've done some dumb things in my life and i'm uh i'm actually proud to admit them because it, it shows you that you can still be dumb and and uh, your your life doesn't go into ruins. I would say the closest I would come to a Daryl Worley incident is I see I got uh, a little busy uh, trying to pretend like I was a real badass managing a bar, and there was a a, a very attractive woman who I was trying to impress. And of course, uh, you know if you're a manager and you're in charge of locking up the bar, well, of course you're going to invite her for an after hours drink. 
and then we, st- you know, whatever. We uh, drank way too much and then started making out hot and heavy. <laughs> and I, forgot to, I forgot to lock the doors to everything, and I just oh, exited no. the bar because, you know, I was, we were a little excited. I'll let uh, your, your imagination take you to uh, the places that I went to that night. And, hey, no. And uh, uh, I got a phone call at like 7 o'clock in the morning because the wind was so strong it blew open all the doors and set the oh alarms my off God. and a whole bunch of other stuff. And the, my boss had to like come in and stop the cops and fire department and everybody coming through. It was the most embarrassing day of my life. So I would say that's the closest I've come to a whirly. And that, I think, should just be a thing from now on. Like if it's a, if it's a NFL player, if it's – uh, something that we do, I think it's we we did a warly, and yeah. that'll that'll kind of uh, that'll kind of be that we all do dumb stuff. So I hope it's not like uh, anything personally, that he, just like you said, needs help with. But you know, it's uh, everybody kind of is. But man, yeah, so close to work is yeah. uh, is is really bad there. Uh, I also thought, just aside from explaining that, that there was a couple of different takeaways, and certainly uh, I think I know what your biggest takeaway from. Uh, Howie and Joe speaking, what was it, BLG? Well, I think it was that they're going to take the best player available. No, it's not that. I mean, you hear these press conferences. They're so predictable. I literally was going through the the tweets today, and I was like, this is exactly what Joe Douglas said last year. So I was looking at last year's article. But one of the things that I guess if we had to pick one thing to be the most newsworthy thing, it would have to be that, quote, unquote, Howie Roseman saying, we are open for business in every round. Yeah. And that is not a surprise. I mean, Howie Roseman trades more than anyone. The Eagles don't have a day two pick. So this shouldn't be shocking. But I think, you know, there there is some intent. Like, there is some, to some extent, these guys know the quotes are going to get out there. And it's just kind of another reminder for, I think, Howie kind of sending another reminder to everyone out there that, like, look, we are really open for business. Call us. Make offers. And if that's what that accomplishes, good. Uh, I did enjoy that the entire media room, once the press conference was done, all talked about that one line for at least 15 minutes. <laughs> like it was just, hey the, hey there, Scotty, what are you writing about? Oh, did you hear how he said open for business? And that was kind of like everybody's tagline. And then you go home and see all the tweets, and you're like, yeah, everybody said uh, open for business. That's what they took away from it. I thought the two most interesting thing was, uh, one, uh, Tron Davenport asked a, a really interesting question about how Joe goes in and scouts, uh, you know, FCS guys and lower-level guys. Like, how do you at one point make a decision and go, okay, this guy can play in the NFL? Uh, and it was a, more or less a general answer from Joe because he's not going to give the, the whole thing away, but, right. you know, making sure of – just putting the emphasis on why those East-West Shrine games are so important. The Senior Bowls are so important. Uh, you know the the little All-Star heist. You know games that they have or whatever it is to go and get tape and uh, again Captain Obvious type of stuff here. But certainly when guys are going up against uh, big time schools, when you know uh, Weber State goes up against California, like that's where you look to first to see if there's equal competition and are they doing that? Are they dominating on that level? All that. The more interesting point that Joe Douglas made today, and I think it was brought up by Zach Berman, and we all kind of thought this way, BLG. Uh, the Eagles are going to have to find talent, not only in the later rounds, but also with UDFAs 
and a lot of that. And that just makes a ton of sense. Like, oh, of course, you're going to find a ton of UDFAs. You're going to sign them up and bring them here. And why wouldn't a UDFA guy want uh, want to come to a Super Bowl champion? Like, that's uh, so easy. And Joe Douglas actually said that's going to be the harder part of all of this is finding UDFA guys because all of their agents will probably direct them in a different way. Their roster's pretty much set. Like, there is no reason – why you would go to a roster which is going to be uh, even harder to make the team and get on. You know, we saw what Corey Clement did, and obviously there's going to be some guys that's going to be their only opportunity to go and and grab it, but it also takes away some of that pool that, you know, uh, one, how he's been really good at, no matter if he's a Super Bowl champion or not, which now he is, uh, at at finding those guys and finding uh, just productive players from that. And I would have thought the exact opposite BLG. So it's actually going to be a little harder in Joe Douglas's mind for the Eagles to go grab UDFA players this year. I wonder what you uh, you thought about that. Yeah, I did see that. And I think that's kind of an interesting point that I didn't think about as well. But on the flip side of that, you could say that look at the success this team had in the sense of like the coaching staff working with these players, being known for that good coaching staff. Like That was a big element of and you mentioned it with just Corey Clement right there, a guy who came in as an undrafted rookie free agent and he came in, induced, coached him up, and he became a really good player for this team. And I think you're, you're. I mean, the Eagles are may not be able to get you know all the top undrafted free agents. They might not be able to get a guy at like a position where they're already stocked up and they don't really need him anyway. But there you go, you don't really need him anyway. I still think you look at like tight end. I still think you would probably be able to get a decent undrafted free agent tight end when you only have Ertz as the guy coming back from last year and no other like really established option there or even slot corner like depending on how some of these depth positions work out I still think you're going to be able to get some of those guys in here again just like that allure of the coaching staff and being able to develop and not have to play right away because maybe you go to that team and you get that playing time yeah and that's great but maybe it's too soon, you know what I mean? You're not in a good environment. You're just going to a bad team and you're playing, but you're not getting that coaching. And then there's a coaching turnover. Like there's stability. The Eagles have stability, is what I'm trying to say. And that there's value in that. So I see like I see both sides to that there. Yeah, especially again, like we've uh, pretty much talked to death ever since even before the playoffs started about the chemistry in the locker room. And I think that that has a lot of advantages to it as well because these aren't guys that are just going to dick around a bunch of. Uh, undrafted rookies and just you know not tell them to uh, you know how to properly do their jobs or whatever like they have a, a locker room full of teachers as well and willing teachers to go in there so certainly understand that point uh there is another thing that both of them just and first of all can I just say I didn't buy and none of us really bought when when, when new people come in you're always really skeptical about remember, remember this time last year BLG when it was Howie Roseman and Joe Douglas work so well together. Yeah. Their chemistry is just whatever. And uh, you're going like, yeah, all right. And you're doing wink emojis like crazy. The f- the fact that, one, it was obviously true, and to see them a year later now where they're kind of – it was it was almost stepbrothers-like. <laughs> if anybody's seen that movie, it was like a, do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yep. And, and it was that <laughs> kind of – Flow. They were finishing each other's sentences. They were describing their draft process, and I'll play the audio for you because I actually can't remember what they called it, but they called it like this habitat something or other, uh, and, and they just went on this 
this tangent about you know like oh did you you remember when you missed the dream bowl yeah the dream bowl and uh and it was so great you know and i'm i'm not i'm not trying to make fun of them cuz they were really in sync with one another more so than i've seen howie roseman in sync with anybody he's ever worked with his entire life so that ended up being very very true and you can kind of see the connection that they have they really trust each other uh, and it, it's obvious by what they put on the field and what the results were given, but it is Joe just tells you everything about the personnel, how he makes the final decisions. I'm fine with that, man, and I wish I'm, – I'm pissed at myself because I didn't bring up uh, the fact that Houston tried to interview him and they, you know, they blocked him. I wanted to see what the reaction was to that, but besides from all that, like that was my other biggest takeaway is – it was genuinely that they really liked working together, and that, that really came through, BLG. That's good. It's good to see. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know there's nothing to add on that either. I yeah. just it was uh, yeah, it was it was quite a sight. So uh, if you missed any of that because the, the uh, they don't allow streaming and they didn't, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a fireside chat with the Philadelphia media. We uh, we did put the entire press conference up. Uh, that is in our uh, latest feed there, along with the Mike, uh, the Kiston Solak show. Uh, twenty six and twenty five and twenty seven are actually all out this week, and you'll probably see twenty eight drop as well. Uh, Dana uh, Burglar is it Burglar Boogler? <laughs> oh my God, Boogler! Boogler! I, I like you said like Burglar. Burglar, yeah, like, like uh, that's, the Hamburger. That's not right. I apologize, Dane, but he's a, a great follow. He's a Cowboys fan. Sorry, you don't apologize. He's 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 a Cowboys fan, and he also mocked uh, a punter in the fourth round of the Eagles. Yeah, what the hell is that? What's up with that? So uh, they uh, definitely uh, asked him about that and a lot of uh, other great stuff. And then uh, the veteran scout, uh, the old line uh, feller who uh, who's really good at his. Brandon Thorne. Brandon Thorne is uh, is a master at uh, finding uh, old line guys, so there's a discussion coming there, too. Be sure to check those out. PLG, should we get to the good stuff? Should we get to why people came to the podcast? Well, are you, what, what, is this the schedule thing, or is this the other thing I really wanted to get to? The really the counterpointy thing, real quick before oh, we get into the, the schedule. Yeah, counterpointy thing first. All right, yeah, because this is driving me insane. I don't know how people are not reacting to this. Oh more. yeah, I completely forgotten. It's we're staring at my note chart right here. Yeah, let it rip. Buddy. Even you, you are guilty as well. So here's the thing: on Twitter today, Thursday, April nineteenth, I saw a tweet appear on my timeline. From David Akers saying that he is the guy who, if the Eagles get a second round pick, which they obviously currently don't have, that's the guy who's going to be announcing the pick. And to Come me, on! what? Come on! I Are mean, you kidding I love, me? I love you, David Akers, but come on! Yeah, and uh, let's be clear here. This is nothing against David Akers. I love David Akers. Like he was the kicker I knew. Like he was the first kicker I ever knew growing up and rooting for the team. Like. He was inducted to the Eagles Hall of Fame. Like David Akers is great. It has nothing to do with against him. You just cannot sell me that that is the guy who you're putting out there to potentially respond to a year after Drew Pearson comes to Philadelphia and tries to troll us and Eagles fans in Philadelphia. And this is how you respond by sending a kicker. David Akers can literally have like the best. He could do like. The, the this kind of version of hit him up on stage and just be like f everyone and <laughs> it, like Cowboys fans wouldn't even care as much because they're like oh it's just a kicker like I don't, I'm not intimidated by that. What happened to Eric Allen? I, I thought that was already like he literally yeah in. he volunteered. Where what what I mean 
Or Dawkins or Kelsey yes. or even like Jack's idea of putting Drew Pearson out there and making him read the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the uh, I David Akers is too nice. He's too nice. We wanted. Yeah. We've waited all this time, and so many people that are older than us waited even fucking longer. Like uh, David Akers. It's insane. This is like a unique <sighs> opportunity. Not only the Eagles win the Super Bowl, the draft is in Dallas. I, I can't understand. Like you have to take advantage of it. Like <laughs> this is just this is mind blowing to me. Like at a minimum, it should be Hugh Douglas, right? Anyone. And, like it just anyone who isn't a kicker, almost. Yeah, and like just yell. somebody. I mean, man, oh man. Okay, so this is, I guess we have to set the uh, expectation here. Uh, David Akers, as we have forementioned, we love you. But you got to surprise us here, man. I mean, you got to do something that we're not expecting and being like, wow, was I wrong about (laughs) David Akers being the wrong selection? Yeah, you need to like moon the crowd or something. I don't know. (laughs) Just have a, or have a a tattoo of uh, Drew Pearson's uh, face on your butt or something. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just. Uh yeah, David Akers is a, is a weird choice. I don't know. And maybe it, it's just weird. Yeah, it's I, I would take. <laughs> I would just take it as weird, and that's fine by me. Yeah. Like something that we're not, just doesn't mean it has to be like unexpected. And like oh yeah, like just be a meme for the rest of your life. Type and of bring the Lombardi shock. on stage. Yeah, definitely got to do that uh, for sure. So uh, yeah, that being said, if you, I kind of feel weird about it too. Do you guys feel weird about the David Akers thing at BGN underscore Radio on the Twitter dot com at Brandon Gouten at John Barchard. And uh, if you hate the topic, it's at James Seltzer, as always. So uh, let's – all right. So we're going to get down and dirty. And uh, the good thing about going through the schedule this year is we kind of teased it on Twitter as well. Brandon, do you know what's happening this year? No. We have teamed up with the Fans of Philly, fansofphilly.com, which is a phenomenal travel service for all of your different sporting event needs. They did a phenomenal job – uh, even last year, I know that they've worked uh, with, with the a, Ricky trips too. Yeah, with a lot of Flyers fans, the bus, the process to Milwaukee. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo showed up on that. Everyone has a phenomenal time. We are teaming up with the fans of Philly as we're grown road tripping this year, baby. Let's do it! Yay! We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun. We're picking out three games that could turn into four, and for all of our UK fans. Uh, now, this isn't a planned thing with, with fans of Philly, but we will be making it out to London. Somebody will be coming out there trying to figure out the details on that as the round-trip plane tickets weren't actually too bad. Uh, so we're going to get into that. But every time that we go through the schedule, we're going to do a little sound effect and then tell you how to go on that trip. But fansofphilly.com, uh, they're going to have all sorts of stuff come out as uh, Jack Fritz is putting his lovely face pressed up against the glass. He's probably going to go on one of these road trips too, because you're wait. I mean, uh, you're you're full time now here, Jack Fritz at uh, WIP as he's he's rolling in. So you don't have to work Eagles games, right? No, I I will actually be available for pregame shows this year, for during game stuff, wow. post game stuff. So you're not going to be in the go spot. To home games. He's not going to be in the spot. That's what BLG just said. Well, I could still get to the spot. The spot's <laughs> very. I mean, but here's the thing: is I had. To, Here's the dangerous part, and I, and I this are, can we go in the trust tree? Yeah, I yeah, mean, we're in the we're in the trust tree. Ja- by the way, Jack Fritz uh, Counterpoint podcast. Yeah, I know we're not on Counterpoint, but last year during the whole postseason run, I was logging the commercials, which is a horrible job. It really is bad. James had to do it too. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> can I give that up? Even though they won the Super Bowl while I was in that. Oh gym? yeah, no, you clear because that was nowhere near the spot. 
and it's a tedious job. So your mind's not even on the game. Right. I could barely watch the game. I didn't enjoy the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. of course I enjoyed the Super Bowl, but in a, in a, in a annoyed sense. So we're going to go through the annoying thing that I don't like right now, which is try and do wins and losses at this point in time. Uh, it's dumb. Prediction. See, thank you, Jack. Thank you. See, BLG. It's dumb, but the people want it, guys. It's it's dumb, but the people want it. The people yeah, they want. That's what that's his thing. So. But it's like the, the team's not even complete yet. Yeah, and none of none of the ones they're playing are either. So and also, football's but a year to year thing. Give a give a give me a prediction. How yeah. many wins? Uh, twelve and four. Twelve and four, and we're gonna see if we get to twelve and four. Jack Fritz Counterpoint Podcast. Look forward to that. Maybe on Friday. Hey, pal. I'm doing it tomorrow. Okay, good. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about yet. All right. Actually, no. We're going to talk about David Akers. Yes, that's what we just yeah. BLG, right. We right. just talked about Still it there, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Definitely it's, it's, it's a gross, it's, it's embarrassing. It's, it is embarrassing. <laughs> it is. I have, I, Jack Fritz, uh, thank you so much for stopping by. BLG, uh, fansofphilly.com is providing all sorts of things. They do uh, all of the airfare. You just, you're just like, yeah, we're good. They book you uh, a three-night stay at a hotel. So nor- most of the time it's, uh, you know, like a Friday leave and come back on Sunday or a Thursday leave and come back on Sunday. Very flexible with all that. They do so many great things at the city that were – the cities, I guess I should say, that we're going to. So there's going to be uh, tailgates that is all-inclusive with uh, food and beverages and all that fun stuff, plus shuttles from the hotel uh, to the stadium, and it's just – it's a set-it-and-forget-it trip, which is so much better than trying to plan it out all yourself. Fansofphilly.com, both with, you know, uh, uh, P's in there. So it's P-H-A-N-S of Philly.com. Uh, and use the code BGN when you sign up when we go through these, and I'll remind you through each game here, BGN to sign up. So that keeps us all together in the same group in the same like ticket row, and we can really take it over. Hashtag BGN Takeover BLG. I can't wait, buddy. Pretty good, John. Sounds exciting. Uh, I'm I'm very excited that you know dynamite drop in from Jack just to interrupt the commercial. Yeah. But let's let's <laughs> talk about the schedule. How about that? Week one. It is the first game of the NFL season uh, that everyone gets to watch and overreact to. It is not. Uh, Howard Eskins predicted Sorry, Howard. <laughs> Minnesota Vikings, which would have made a lot of sense. Uh, but it is the Atlanta Falcons, and they are coming into town, BLG. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to stick up for Howard real quick here and say that the Eagles were supposed to play the Vikings, but then we all kind of reacted to that, and we were like, oh, we're going to raise the banner in front of them, and the NFL was like, uh, I think we kind of feel bad for these Minnesota fans. They've been <laughs> through enough. So I'm assuming that was kind of a mercy thing. Uh, we will be revisiting that point in a few games here. But we for sure now, they're, they're opening at home. This is the first time ever they've done this where they've raised the Super Bowl banner. That crowd is going to be juiced up. Uh, the Falcons, everyone's going to talk about, oh, there's there's still kind of a good team here. You know, they have weapons. I mean, they still have Steve Sarkeesian, so he's going to mess it up anyway. And the Eagles start out 1-0. Um, nope. They're gonna lose. They're gonna lose this one. They're gonna lose. What? <laughs> they're gonna lose the wow. opening game of the season on a weird, fluky uh, something or other. That's what I feel. It's just like you know, you've you've done all this. There's ceremonies. There's rings, and it happens to the best of the best. Uh, no. It happens to the Boston Bruins when they celebrate in front of the Flyers, and the Flyers say, "You know what? We're not gonna do that tonight." It happens when you're doing it in front of the New England Patriots, and Kansas City says, "You know what?" Uh, there's this guy named Kareem Hunt, and we love him a lot. 
uh, and we're just going to say no tonight, and that's how it's going to go. We're going to feel great. It's not going to be a blowout. It'll be a very nice, even-paced, close game, but unfortunately, Julio Jones scores a touchdown late into the fourth quarter, and we start out the season complaining uh, a lot as they go 0-1. So that's 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 my prediction there, BLG. What is on the board next? So the cool thing about being Super Bowl champs, other than winning the Super Bowl, is that you have that first week on the Thursday, and then you have that extra rest going into week two there. Well, certainly. In this case, it's going to be hot in Tampa Bay Ooh, wait. on September 16th. Is, is this home or is it away? It is in Tampa Bay. So let's check the board. Are we going to Tampa Bay? Yes, we are. Look at that. First road trip of the season is the second game of the Week year. Week two. Week two, baby. We're all going to Tampa. We're going to hang out with uh, the Bucks fans. We're going to go say hi to Stephen Lee and his uh, and his gorgeous family. God, he's too handsome. Uh, and <laughs> we're going to drink so many beers and have a lot of fun. That's the very first trip of the hashtag BGN Takeover. Go sign up right now. Fansofphilly.com. And use the promo code BGN to uh, register for that trip. I'm so excited just for that alone, BLG. Our first road trip's in Florida. It's somewhere hot. It'll probably still be hot here in Philadelphia anyway. But we are going to Tampa. Please join us as we take over yet another stadium in the wonderful, beautiful United States of America. What is your prediction for Tampa? I mean, I think we're both on the same page on this one. There's no way you have the Eagles starting out 0-2. The Eagles are winning this game. Jameis isn't that good. He's going to eat an L that day, actually, instead of a W. And I know Deshaun (laughs) is there and Mike Evans is there. But come on, this is Dirk Cutter we're talking about. I am not taking the Eagles to lose. They are beating the Bucs. Not only are they beating the Bucs, BLG. They are going to destroy this team. They are. My prediction is that they will uh, rush Vinny Curry as much as possible and try to put him all over the place. And there's just Lane Johnson hip-tossing him left and right uh, with a Bud Light in one hand and just a, a fire of fury in in his other. So, yeah, I have. Uh, it's going to be a very enjoyable road trip. Again, fansofphilly.com, promo code BGN. We're going to party on in Tampa and have a lot of fun. The Eagles on my list are now 1-1. One one. BLG has them at 2-0. and oh. Uh, is it home or away next week, BLG? We're at home, coming back home to Philly for Frank Reich and the Indianapolis Colts. Can I tell what do you, you think, Johnny? how fun that the Jet Rollot is going to be, or Jet Rollot, depending? I still, I still don't know which one is correct, so we'll just say both. It's uh, both. We're gonna. The home games are so great, so 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 great, uh, because there's just a lot of great competition. I think this is a good storyline. I would love to see where Andrew Luck is going to be. I kind of am side-rooting for Frank Reich because – I it, like Frank Reich. That would mean that the Patriots screwed up once again, which is great. Uh, oh, and and it just goes uh, against them. It makes, makes the Colts a little stronger. The rivalry is back on. However, um, Frank is not going to have it together unless he just magically corrects – that offensive line somehow gets new wide receivers and makes Jacoby Brissett into something that, uh, oh, even though I dare to love him, he is not going to win in Philadelphia. And plus, the Eagles will want some redemption because that would I have them as a, as a loss in the opener, so that would only be, what, three losses for the Philadelphia Eagles since Carson Wentz took over at home? I think so. We're no more than four anyway. Uh, well, we're, we're counting, are we counting week 17 last year? Uh, sure. Shouldn't uh, we? Shouldn't, but we. I guess you kind of no, because it was a nothing game. So, 
uh, in meaningful games, they don't lose at home, and uh, they're not going to start a trend of going 0-2 uh, this season, BLG. So uh, the Colts, I got them. Uh, I got them uh, pretty handily. I'll say they're two and one in week three. Same. I mean, I don't even know what's going on with the luck thing. Like, I don't. I, I won't believe he's on the field until I really see it. That whole thing has been weird. And I, I like Frank Reich, and I hope he does well. And that's great. I like that he's in the AFC. You know, we can kind of root that's for right. the Colts to kind of, you know, mess with the Patriots and kind of make some noise there and be happy for Frank Reich. You know, I, I have nothing bad to say about that guy. No, he's just he's he was so good. He was just so a nice guy, communicative to everybody uh, in uh, in that locker room and everywhere else. Uh, BLG is week four home or is it away? We are going to Tennessee. We're going to Tennessee as in it is an away game? It is an away game. Let's check the board. Oh, oh my God. Are you kidding me? Both both away games to start the season. We're going road tripping again. It's the BGN takeover week two and week four. Nash Vegas, Nashville, Tennessee is where the next BGN takeover is. Fansofphilly.com, co- promo code BGN, and that is going to be a real fun one. Can you smell the Nashville barbecue in your nose already, BLJ? I mean, I, I the, that and the, the whiskey and the bourbon, and there's a lot of people down in Nashville that want to want to hang out as well. Uh, uh, Michael, is, I know, is there, and uh, a couple of other folks, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your names. It's late, and I'm uh, I'm on not running on any coffee, but BLG, Tennessee is going to be so much fun to go and travel to. In Tennessee, they have these burgers there. I think I was telling you about them where they yeah. like they've used the same grease for like years, like decades. We're talking about, and they actually kind of cook the burger like in grease, like they fry it. So yes, you know, I I want to try that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, does you know a a I guess we can say revamped non Demarco Murray Tennessee Titan squad? Do they squeak one out against uh, the Super Bowl champions? This is the, I guess, the first one where I'm kind of not feeling so sure. Uh, I don't really think I'm scared of Rabel. I don't even know. I can't. Like, how many Titans players can we honestly name? Like outside of Mariota. Well, it's this is a lot. It's it's yeah, like good ones, not just ones who well, like we know the name. We can we can depend on what what is good or bad, but uh, it's alternate Eagles. Like Corey Davis isn't good yet. <laughs> he's not good yet, right? He's I mean I'm you not know, counting him. So and there's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a Dory Jackson, who I was a big fan of. There's yeah, Derek Derek Henry, who you know Ben Natan would uh, run through a wall yeah. for. There is uh, you know Conklin, know. who none of us really liked, but the Eagles had interested him that year. Uh, there is some others that are missing, but I always consider that alternate universe Eagles. Um, I don't know what they're going to be either. I would assume Vrabel's more of a, a, a players coach guy, who really knows how to communicate. The you know se- seems like that anyway. I I don't know either. Like it's a big. I think mystery. they might lose. You're you're going. So there's your loss there. Well, I, this is where we even out because, again, if you saw what and it goes beyond a lot of different things. I actually forgot who they hired as their offensive coordinator. Um, the guy from the Rams, uh, the Rams offensive coordinator okay, last year, right. Lafleur, Matt Lafleur. That's right. I think. That's right. So there is you would you would assume that's going to set to Mariota's skill set. Um, yeah. Their defense looks like it should be good at all times, and it and it's just okay. Uh, I don't think they can flip that around in four weeks, and therefore that's why I'm going with the win there. Fair it's, enough. You know, there's I just there's too much too much consistency to deal with. They might end up being better later on the season. I don't think they are there. We go to week five. Are we home or away, BLG? 
Coming back home to Philadelphia to play uh, the team we should be playing in week right. one, it is the Minnesota Vikings. And, John, let me tell you, I am not kidding when I say that the Eagles should take down the Super Bowl banner before this game and then <laughs> re-raise it in front of Vikings fans because you know they just love and they just love to whine and they need something to whine about. So I would love that. Now, normally I would say, all right, let's not be that petty. Uh, no, but unfortunately, we won the Super Bowl. We the, everyone was so petty with us about not having a Super Bowl. We need to be as petty as we possibly can. Which is the, the one of the main points about this. This uh, I'm just going to call it the award tour for this entire yeah. year because that's what it is. I mean, you should be as petty Defending as possible. Super Bowl champs, one hundred percent. So I will say that. I will also say that. Um, I, I I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it, PLG, we were going so well. Said the, the Vikings were going to lose, right? That's where you're going with that? Yeah, the Vikings are definitely going to lose, but there's <laughs> a, a there's more of a reason. Oh, here's why. Uh, and it's a more personal thing. And people have experienced this already. And whether you are uh, an NBA fan or not, I I can't tell you that it's just it's it's bled over into that season a little bit, too, because there's a little thing happening where – the, the Timberwolves, God bless them, who is also, oddly enough, like alternate Sixers, um, it, they made it to the playoffs for the first time in 14 years. The Sixers did something very unconventional. It took them four years, and they look like a goddamn a bunch of superstars. And and that is starting to now bleed over into, in, into that. It's like, well, the Timberwolves actually did it right, and you guys cheated. And just more whining, more whining. The Twins thing uh, with the... Uh, the kid down in Puerto Rico hitting a home run, just more whining. I'm, I, I just, it should be petty at all times. Uh, I will never forgive Vikings fans for what they've done, and neither will the Eagles. And they're going to not have any revenge. I'm going to say it's going to be 38 to seven again. There, oh you want you want to talk about ultimate petty? And you know what? It's going to be 31 to seven late in the fourth quarter with about 55 seconds to go, <laughs> and somebody's going to do something dumb in that game, and Doug's gonna, just going to say, you know what, fuck you. We're going to score another touchdown, and then just to make it 38-7 to again. So the the Birds are now on uh, through five games here, BLG, and I got them at four wins. Yeah, that's where I'm at too, and I'm going to predict that game ends with a Ronald Darby pick six Ooh, yeah. on our good friend Kirk Caviar. <laughs> just kind of yes. shades, total shades of the Patrick Robinson pick six, just to remind him of that NFC Championship game. Yeah. I would love nothing more than that. It'll be interesting to see. Your boy Flip is coming back to town. So. Yes. And another thing is the Vikings are playing on Thursday Night Football the week before this, so they kind of have that extra rest. I think it's going to be a tough game. I do. As uh, you and also I think Vince Quinn had pointed out, uh, the, this is the first time that I think the Eagles, I don't know if it's the first time I shouldn't say that last but year. They did this too. They, Oh, is that right? They, they had yeah. nobody coming off of a buy. Okay. Yeah. Because we, the year before that in 2016, they had three teams coming off a yeah, buy in a row. Just and then brutal. another team coming off Thursday night football is ridiculous, which is really great. Week six home or away BLG. Speaking of Thursday night football. It's a short turnaround here on week six. The Eagles are at the New York football Giants. Let's check the board. Are we heading to New York? No, because no. that would be ridiculous. And that's <laughs> who goes to New York. Come to, with us up the turnpike. Because it's, it's not even New York. It's New Jersey. No one wants to hang out in New Jersey, especially up there. So, all right. But they're at uh, the newly revamped Pat Shermer, Saquon Barkley. By the way, we called that in January before the season. That's totally going to happen. Uh 
So it is uh, it is the New York football giants, and um, I don't know what to make of them either, BLG. I don't know what's going to happen with this. I would assume they're not going to be a two-win team, uh, a three-win team. So I would expect some turnaround, but not much. And it's the Giants, and I got a feeling that that secondary is not going to take any bullshit uh, from that short passing game anymore. So I'm also going to say that this ends up being a win for your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I. Th- that's the thing. You just mentioned it there, John, where it's kind of like, for whatever reason, Jim Swartz has just not been able to fare well against the Giants. For whatever, like Eli Manning having two of his best games last year against the Eagles secondary, and one of those games coming late in the season too. No Odo Beckham, like a ton of injuries, the offensive line was in shambles, and randomly, for some reason, the they just had uh, Jim Schwartz's number. Now, it's a different coaching staff. Things could be different. We'll see. I think Eli Manning is pretty washed, and when you think of, oh my gosh, they have Odell Beckham and Evan Ingram and potentially Saquon Barkley, like... <laughs> Okay, but you still have Eli Manning, and he's watched, and he's 37 years old. So I'm not really afraid of him. I do and think they literally are dealing with like OBJ and whatever is going on, and plus him and Des Bryant were working out today. God, oh. God bless them. So uh, I think there's a potential that this team could just explode uh, quickly too. I think it's close though. I think yeah. it's a close game. Yeah, very close game as as it always has been uh, with both of them. So week seven, home or away, BLG. We are at home, All coming right. back to Philadelphia. Right. We will be playing the Carolina Panthers. Hopefully, Pete Morelli won't be here this time. <laughs> no, Pete Morelli. Um, I'm gonna. F- I gotta find another loss in there somewhere, just to not be completely homerish. I think it's not gonna be this game, though. It's gonna be six and <laughs> one. Um, when you, I mean, it could be the Tory Smith revenge game. That's on my mind. Uh, even though I think oh. he's just going to come back in there and be like, oh, I have so many wonderful memories and everybody was so great. And I can't wait to just stay here for the rest of my life in Philadelphia because I guarantee you Tory Smith will be there and he'll be on all sorts of radio shows and um, all, all that good stuff around here. I, um, I think this is, I don't, I, I will never understand. Uh, and no disrespect to Tory, I will never understand their wide receiving core, nor what they were trying to do with it. Or um, you know, I it's a weird team. Like it's a weird good bad team, and um, they've the, the Eagles have had their number, um, and I'm, I don't think it changes here. So I'm I'm going to say that they're six and one through seven games. Yeah, I like the matchup here. I think the Eagles will be able to kind of neutralize Cam like they did last year. Uh, you look at how you know the Eagles' corners. We always are talking about matching up against some of these wide receivers that the Panthers have. And uh, all due respect to Tory, and, and he does one thing well. But I mean, I think the Eagles kind of know the book on him, and and I'm not too worried about them. So I think the Eagles do win against the Panthers. Yeah, uh, week eight, home or away? We are going to Mike K's very own <laughs> Jackson. No. We are not. We're not going to Jacksonville. We're, it is Jacksonville, but it is, what it is, is it? in London. Ah, there it is. The Send music, them to London. The music is once again there. They finally get to London. Uh, i got to assume that everybody's pumped up that they get an AFC championship contending team versus the Super Bowl champion. Uh, I don't know if the NFL is kicking themselves because this is going to be at 930 Eastern uh, in uh, nine thirty a.m. Uh, in the in the morning here, so that means uh, people in California are waking up at like six uh, for what potentially 
could be another marquee matchup, even though there's no Allen Robinson, and that's just still weird to me in my mind. Um, London games are weird. It's basically a home game for Jacksonville. They're there all the time. They're used to it. The Eagles aren't. I'm going to say then the un- they unfortunately go into the bye with a loss. Yeah, I think it's going to be a frustrating game because it's going to be like, how are we losing to Blake Bortles? And it's really not you're losing to Blake Bortles. It's you're losing to a good defense. And like you said, John, they kind of have that experience of just being over there and they know what that week is like and they kind of have that all prepped out. And they're going to have – I mean, I'm not too worried about the crowd. You know, Eagles fans, obviously, us included, oh, are yeah. going to be traveling well. So I think I think that will be okay for them. But, yeah, I think I'm with you here. It's, I think – I mean, here, the, the thing – about it is like how am I taking Blake Bortles over Carson Wentz but I don't know I just feel like it could be like one of those frustrating games where the Eagles should be winning but like there's just kind of like you know maybe there's a couple like Blake Bortles throws a ball deep down the field and it should be intercepted but like it goes off Ronald Darby's hands and it bounces into like uh, you know, Marquise Lee's hands or something weird. Like it could, I think it could be like a weird game like that in London, yeah. and then we'll all be thinking, "I never want the Eagles to play in London again." <laughs> this is so stupid. Uh, yeah, there'll be something there. Okay, week nine, it's the bye week, which means that's two separate seasons, eight games, a break, yeah. and then eight games. It's phenomenal. We're both at, what six and two now, or, or five and three? I'm at six and two. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, do you think anything bad happens during the bye week? Over uh, under, there are, let's go with 1.5 incidents with the team. And that could be drama. That could be, uh, well, the, the, it's way after the trade deadline, right? So it's, or is that the same week now? Did they bump it a week or is it week eight? Uh, I think it's, man, I think it's, what was it last year? Is it kind of like early I think November? It, I think so it I think was it's, it's right around there. Um, yeah, and that includes that. That also includes arrests or funny business or anything like I'm gonna that. I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I'm also going to take the under. I think they're getting out of the way there. I think they're getting them all out of the way now. Take the under on one and a half. Uh, over under incidents during the bye week at BGN underscore radio. Curious what you think about that. Week 10, are we home or away, BLG? Eagles are home against Coming the home. despicable, awful, mm. just downright dirty, Dallas Cowboys Ooh. on Sunday night football. Yeah. But Ooh. prime time. Prime time against the Dallas Cowboys is always uh, one of my favorite. And uh, I like how the NFL just skirted around uh, Giants-Cowboys and they're like, oh, gotcha, We're not gonna, that's not going to be the opening Sunday night game, but it'll be the second uh, opening <laughs> Sunday game. So a little variation on that. Um, we've talked about the Cowboys a lot in this offseason, and I love that Cowboys fans hate that we talk about the Cowboys a lot. Um Mainly because of just, I they don't have it, and they and normally like getting rid of Cowboys don't got it. They just don't they don't have it. Jason Kelsey boys, um, there is just something there that always and especially now is just gonna feel like it's just a downward spiral because you know how it, it, it's always been the same thing. Like they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down, they're up, they're down. I honestly think for the first time. That this is the down part, of, and that just keeps going down. Jason Garrett can't be there forever. It's impossible he can save this job, his job. Well, I hope you're wrong. This many times, I hope I'm wrong too. But the levy's got to break at some point. Um, so you got to. They are going to go into this draft as, hey, we need all these things, 
and they've been doing that for a while now. It's all finally kind of catching up to them between cap room, and yeah, they have a lot of picks to go in through, but like none of them have hit. None of them have been like the the guys of guys, you know. Uh, and each time that they do that, they take some risks, and there's still holes all over the place. So I think it, it's it's just there, you know. They they should be. I, I people got upset that Josh Norris had mentioned this. Uh, or took it a different way. They should be in the same building process as the Rams, as kind of where the Eagles are right now with their guys, and and so on and so forth. I mean, you you have lucked out into one of the best situations ever, where you you <laughs> passed on Jalen Ramsey and still got Zeke, and who knows what kind of future he's going to have, but he's certainly a good football player on the field. And then you strike gold, and you also get a quarterback three rounds later. You're paying literally nothing to right now, and you're not developing any weapons or anything. I unfortunately think that Cortland Sutlin is going to get drafted there, and I have noticed also, and you've probably seen this too, BLG. Like I, I like a lot of the players that Dallas ends up drafting, you know, beforehand, and they all end up hardly working out. <laughs> so uh, I that's I, if they have the same scouting department as my brain. It's not going to be good, and I think this is this is the final. Like Dallas is the worst team in the NFC year. Also a yeah. win. So sorry, that was a long winded to say seven and two. Yeah, here's my uh, here's my thing with the Cowboys and and the problem with what you know. I love Josh Norris, great dude, but the problem with his argument and the problem what you're saying about oh, it's such a great thing to have this guy who you're not paying a lot uh, at quarterback, and and the problem is. Dak Prescott's not any good. He is. He's a, good enough he, to put a ton of weapons around, and they don't have the cap room or the resources to do it. Here's that, what Dak Prescott point. is. Here's what he is. He is a fourth round pick. He is exactly where they drafted him. That is what he is to me, and he's not much more. And I still stand by that. And I think 2017. I think if, I think if Sean McVay's in Dallas, we're not talking about Jared Goff. How about that? That's maybe. what I think. I don't know, but. In this case, in reality, John, in the real world. In the real world, yeah, the, he's not there, so fuck he's him. He's not there. There you go. Bam. Um, I, I was going somewhere else with that. I can't remember. But, oh, the, oh, this is where I was going with that. I love all these articles lately, seeing them at Blogging the Boys, just everywhere about Cowboys are trying to build a Dak-friendly offense, and, and Des Bryant wasn't a Dak-friendly player. <laughs> well, have we ever considered that? Dak Prescott wasn't a Dez friendly player and yeah. is it just a coincidence that Dez's numbers started going down drastically and oh by the way Dez Bryant had more pass breakups than a lot of defensive backs did last year because the quarterback wasn't throwing accurate passes to him like is it possible just a little bit that Dak Prescott was the problem and not so much I mean Dez Bryant probably not the solution as well but obviously right. kind of uh, embellishing it there not not helping anymore so we're spending a lot of time in the Cowboys, but <laughs> because we're I, I making fun of them, short. we're making and, fun of them. I and that's well, it's, I think it's good. I, that's that's kind of the key to that too. So the Eagles are going to beat them. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. We we both uh, give the long winded answer of saying seven and two, but it's it's important here because I I want to drive that point home a lot. Like I don't the the, the last in 2016. All, a lot of those guys, not just Josh Norris, but like there, a lot of the followers of Josh Norris that have a lot of conversation about it. Um, th- oh, uh, it was a reef. It was a reef, and I remember having a conversation about him <laughs> with him about 
what you know Des Bryant's production was with yes, Dak Prescott versus right. what it was Tony Romo, and he said, "Oh, it shot up, you know, the yards per attempt or seventeen yards and mm. uh, or uh, per catch. It was seventeen yards, and this is uh, you know how you judge quality in these wide receivers. Well, the way well it dipped. So what's the deal then? Mm. <laughs> you know, so Double standard. It, yeah, it's it's all over the place. Anyway, week eleven, home or away, BLG. We are." Well, the schedule says at New Orleans Saints. Oh, let's! It's an away game. It's New Orleans. Let's go to the board. Oh, there's trick number three. The BGN takeover continues with fans with a ph fans of Philly dot com promo code BGN. I mean New Orleans. Week eleven when it's starting to get a little. Chilly outside seems like a phenomenal idea that we can go all party on Bourbon Street with a 7-2 record. Him in and on about how bad the Cowboys are. is uh, We'll probably have the same exact conversation except with alcohol and a lot of good food. I myself have never been to New Orleans. I'm very excited to go to this thing. BLG, I think is this is good. If, if you're going to pick one, I think it's going to be New Orleans, right? I've been there. It's a good place. Oh, man. A uh, little Café du Monde action. Oh, Café du- uh, some- excuse me. Café du Monde. Thank Café you very Dumont. much. Yeah. Get some beignets. Yes. Lots of beignets. Uh, lots of, lot of uh, Southern Creole. Lots of, uh, I mean, the food. Lots of bourbon on oh, Bourbon Street yes. for you, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure for you it's going to be the green turtle. This <laughs> 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 is a big, tall, fruity something or other that you, uh, that you enjoy. And there's nothing wrong Sounds with that. Good. I'm not saying that I, you should, if you're going to order any type of alcoholic beverage, just be confident. Enjoy it and embrace it. I don't. I will never judge anyone who likes what they drink. And just Here's a crazy concept. Why yeah. don't you get something you'll enjoy? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, yeah. Don't, they're simple. just like, hmm, actually, this is really good. It's just burning my chest. Uh, I mean, uh, I will still enjoy the bourbon on Bourbon Street just as uh, along with any, all of you guys. So that's that's the one I'm really excited about. That's our third trip. Uh, that will all be with 94WIP as well as we're going to have some special guests. So once again, it is all-inclusive when it comes to – not all-inclusive with everything. Sorry, with the tailgating and all that. <laughs> it is the, – the, the beverages and the food are all provided for you. It's hotels that are booked for you, round-trip airfare booked for you. All you got to do is just go and sign up at fansoffilly.com. Promo code BGN that keeps us all together and use BGN, and we're going to go have a lot of fun in New Orleans, who is is just, I mean, Drew Brees so badly wants to win one more Super Bowl before he hangs it up. The Saints are just going like, all right, Christ, we'll just, we'll pay another year and we'll just, we'll get there. The uh, Minnesota miracle is is probably just itching uh, for them to go back and Listen, this is a team that's getting better uh, and, and keeps getting better. And, and Marcus, you know, uh, Lattimore and, and a lot of those younger Kamara. kids and Kamara and everybody is – and even Ingram. I mean, even Ingram's not young, but he's not old either. It's a good football team. Uh, they had a, Their offensive line has certainly improved. I'm curious to see what they do with their draft and things like that. Um, I'm going to say as much fun as we're going to have on Bourbon Street, this is going to be a loss in the Week 11 BLG. Yeah, I think we're going to try to need to get like the players and the coaches from the Saints to come out with us and like party a little bit too yeah. much before then because I'm not feeling so great about this for the Eagles because it is that tough road environment. Yeah. It's almost like if I'm looking at all the games here, it's almost like last version, last year's version of like the Seattle game. Like you just look at that one game and you're like, man, 
that's going to be tough. We know that from the jump, and I think that's the one that's just it's it's tough. It's a tough matchup. I will say at the combine there was somebody pretty prevalent that was drunk and dancing on tables. <laughs> so maybe maybe we can do that again. I kind of like that strategy, BLG. All right, so we're all boozed up or a little hungover on Sunday after a loss. Are we home or away week twelve? We're coming back home to Philly, and coming we are home. playing the New York Football Giants for the second time there this season on Sunday. Uh, it is going to be yet again. I'm not even going to bother the, with the analysis. It's uh, it's another sweep of the New York Giants. They are eight and three in Week 12 VLG, and the Eagles are sixteen and four heading into this season against the Giants in their last twenty games. I know the struggles have been there, and I was talking about those earlier with Schwartz's defense, but. The simple fact is the Eagles own the New York Giants. Week 13, are they home or are they away, sir? They are home once again. Is is their only back-to-back home game of the entire schedule. Most of the schedule is kind of like you're home, you're away, you're home, you're away. This is their only little home stretch here. It's another division game. It is the Washington Racist on Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, baby. And this is another team that I can't figure out either. It's a, it's amazing that you don't get any divisional games until week ten. So uh, that's a it's a big warm up, and they get the bye to uh, from London to kind of warm up for that stretch. And this is going to be the most important one. The funny thing now is every blog, every single one of them has said the same things: the death march of December, <laughs> like where they could struggle and it's all it's all well we'll eventually know why once we once we get this but i've seen a cowboys post and a washington post saying the same thing of like oh my god carson wins in december uh and you know it's coming too because it's the first time they're playing so uh they're gonna have to see that and this is you know we, we haven't talked about it yet but where in these weeks is carson Wentz starting for you blg yeah i think he starts week one i really do i think he starts he- week three against the Colts. Who who was keeping him out? Uh <laughs> himself. He <laughs> no. He is going to keep himself out as he I describes this ready. week as well. Uh yeah I that's another thing we forgot to talk about. The press conferences. But I don't think anything uh Kiston Solak covered covered that. So that was yeah. that's that's important. They can go listen to episode twenty five, I believe this oh, uh, this true. from this uh from this week, and they kind of touched on that, but well, they actually said we were going to cover it. So oh, that's right. Bad. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of back and forth. <laughs> we will listen. There's a lot to cover. So on the Saturday show yeah. on WIP, which actually will o- will only be about a oh. half an hour because we're going to be talking about the Sixers because it's the lead up to that. But we will we promise to break all that stuff down. Well, I, the I big tell you what, thing was bonus to, to recap it here to to um to reset is that when said he still projects to be ready by week one. Everything's going well so far. And I think that's encouraging. Uh, it is. And he also, the the important part of him recognizing that I've seen a lot of players come out and try and rush it and be there uh, uh, a little too early because they want to get out there. Just trust me in, in knowing that I am not going to do that. So I think everybody should be And that he's not going to change, but he said he can still learn from things. Of course, nor should he. I don't even know why that really started. Well, he can't play so reckless. He wasn't playing yeah, reckless dumb. at all. Anyway, regardless... Um, <laughs> I heard something today. Bruce Allen was the the number one guy that nobody wants to play for, or something like that. Yeah, or like, NFL agents were polled, and yeah, that's yeah. what they said. So, um, I mean, this is this is peak. I hate to just be like, yeah, they're going to just run over the NFC East, but they're going to run over the NFC East nine and three uh, as they take care of the Washington races at home. 
Yeah, I think Washington is really, I don't think they're a bad team. I really don't. They're not no. like bad, but their ceiling is also not high. I think they're I think their floor is kind of like 6 and 10. I don't think they're going to be like this four-win team. Like Alex Smith, for as much as we know he's not actually like going to win you a Super Bowl, he's not so bad that you're going to be picking in the top five either. Like he's he's right. going to be able to get them to at least, I think, like six or seven kind of wins there. They're going to be mediocre, which is not where you want to be. <laughs> but I, I do think they're definitely not a terrible team. So I think they'll give the Eagles some fight here. I don't think it'll be easy. Uh, we saw, obviously, Alex Smith win last year when the Eagles had to play in Kansas City. So... I'm not scared of him, but you know, it's just not like the it's not a cakewalk. It's not like, oh, Alex Smith, he's just terrible, he can't do anything. Yeah, uh, and I also um, think that um Alex Smith is is just slightly better than Kirk Cousins. And and their you know, where they are right now, I would assume that Cousins is equal or a little better than by the time it's all said and done with with his stuff and I'm sure that Flip is going to make him look like a a superstar, but yeah. And Smith's coming off a better year. Yeah, for sure, definitely. So, so it's it um, I'm cur- I'm curious to what Washington looks like, but again, for the same reasons, it's just you go you go to all these front offices and you look like how far behind they are on a, on a lot of decision making and what they're what they're doing, and I just I don't believe in in any of these teams right now. Week fourteen, home or away, BLG going down to Dallas, Dallas, and on the short week. let's check the board. No, we're not we're not we're not doing Dallas this year. Uh, but um, I'm sure if there's enough interest with any of these that we're not covering or not doing, let us know, and we will organize a trip at fansofphilly.com. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this ends up being uh, a weird loss, and they're nine okay. and four. I could see it. Um, it's gonna be tough because the Eagles are, like I said, they're coming off a short week here after playing on Monday Night Football, and then the Cowboys actually are playing on Thursday Night Football the week before, so they'll kind of have that rest advantage there, and the Eagles have to fly down to Dallas. And it still comes down to me that I'm not picking Dak Prescott to win, so I'll take the Eagles to win, but it's another <laughs> one of these tough divisional games. Uh, week 15, home or away? We are. This is the only stretch of the schedule now where the Eagles are playing back-to-back on the road well it was starting in in dallas and then week 15 it is one of the biggest games on the schedule it is on sunday night football it's prime time returning to the scene of carson wentz's injury last year it's la it is the los angeles rams the los angeles rams let's go to the board all right this is a maybe this is a maybe. maybe trip because we all are again this is a gauge of interest trip. I it's pers- late in the season, too, so there's some time. It's late in the season. We can figure it out. Uh, I would assume just based on our predictions alone, we, we think this game's going to be worth it. I don't. We don't know what the Rams are going to be. You know, like we've – it could go It could go a lot of different ways. Certainly, I think they'll be in contention by week 15, but there's, there's a lot of competition even in their own division and – uh, a whole lot more. So, uh, fansofphilly.com and tweet at us or email us uh, at BGN underscore radio or info at bgnradio.com, and we will make the Rams trip available if there is enough interest for that. Again, promo code BGN uh, when you sign up for any of these trips. I cannot wait for this game. I'm really glad that they're doing it week 15 and I hope it holds up because there's going to be a lot of animosity I think towards this. One from the Rams directly. If the if it ends up working out for the Rams, this is going to be one of the best games of the year. 
Um, and obviously for Carson Wentz to go back in there and and to do a lot of that different stuff is is uh, you know for him that's. I wonder. I mean, he's not going to think about it. I know where there's going to be. A, are you going to think about uh, your knee when you walk back into the stadium? That's going to be asked a million times during this week. Oh yeah. Um. I, I and and I'm going to say that he shits all over this team, and they're ten and four uh, oh, in week fifteen. Yeah. So there you go. I love it. Yeah, I'm with you there, Johnny. I think Carson Carson is going to want to win this game. Like the juice is going to be there. He knows what happened last year. He knows that, and then Doug Peterson knows that he didn't freaking win Coach of the Year when he should have. Meanwhile, Sean McVay over there, and look, I, like the Rams are going to be good. I, I do think that. I mean, they they have all this talent. I mean, you, you just look at Sue and Donald, and that's going to be a problem for the Seagulls' offensive line. But I always come back to, like, Goff isn't that good, man. Like, I know he he put up better numbers, obviously, last year, and and the coaching is there, and I, for as much as I like to bag on Sean McVay. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't think he's as good as some people make him out to be. And I just don't think Goff is really all that intimidating to me. Like, why am I scared of Jared Goff all of a sudden? Especially when Carson Wentz, hopefully, is there for the Eagles. So I am taking the Eagles to win in L.A. I just can't take them to lose there. So that brings us to Week 16, Johnny. Week 16, I'm guessing it's home. Going back to Philly. For the final home game of the regular season, it is against the Houston Deshaun Watsons on uh, December 23rd. Festivus. It's a Festivus game. It's a Festivus game. This is the planet Houston. Uh, uh, BLG doesn't get that because he never saw Superman 2. Uh, nope. th- <laughs> um, I hope in my hardest of hearts that uh, the Deshaun Watsons are healthy, wealthy, and wise, and so is Carson Wentz. I cannot wait to see these two battle it out on the field. I hope that they are at their 100% best, um, even if – and, again, I don't know what the Texans are going to be like either. They're just they're, – they were nothing without him, and they have uh, gotten him a lot of help, like Will Fuller in his just – always was, was kind of going to be that weapon, and it's just so funny to see that one quarterback go, oh, look at that, a guy that actually plays the position makes him – you know, in a, in a a really great wide receiver, and it gets Hopkins in there to do the same. Like when they when they're not playing the Eagles, I really loved watching the Texans for the first uh, few weeks of the season. It's so unfortunate that Deshaun Watson went down. I think this is going to be the biggest shootout of the year if that happens. I think this is going to be like a college level score type of football game, uh, and I'm going to say that they unfortunately lose this one. Uh, so they go ten and five to the Houston Texans, who are fighting for a playoff spot or to 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 uh, you know I don't know somebody somebody weird to edge off the Colts or somebody else to try and keep the division lead. I'm going to say they lose this one, BLG. Yeah, I think this is a get ready for it trap game. Trap game. You're coming off this big emotional win over the Rams. You're coming back home. So you're like, all right, we're going to be home. It's an AFC team. The juice isn't going to be there for this one as much because of that. You know, it's not a team you really have a lot of familiarity with. You don't even have a long history with them because they're newer to the league when you think about it. I think it's going to be a game where Watson is going to give some the Eagles defense some troubles with his mobility and his arm. And I think people are going to be like, 
some people out there are going to be like, oh, look at this. Like, Watson's better than Wentz. The Eagles were so dumb, blah, blah, blah. Because that was a thing <laughs> once upon a time where yeah. it was like, oh, the Eagles shouldn't trade up for Carson Wentz. You just By the way, I'm, I was in, I'm in that pool and was floating know, in it I, kindly. I so thank you very much. <laughs> but I'm also glad that Watson worked out to be a really good quarterback because, you know, I wasn't 100% wrong there. So anyway. Uh, so I think they lose two. And that yeah. brings us to week 17. It is at Washington. Are we going to Washington, D.C., John? Check the board. No. I will. No. Here's why. That place is putrid. It's horrible. It's one of the worst places to go watch a football game. The parking yeah. sucks. The food sucks. The people suck. And it's everything. Ju- everything sucks about that place. Team. Fuck that stadium. <laughs> Fuck that team. Fuck that owner. Fuck Chris Cooley. I, I hate like I think I hate them as an organization more than anybody else in the NFL, really do. It's just I I hate them. I'll never ever give them a dime of my money. So no, we are we are not doing that. Um, so to recap, just just so we can clear that up, Tampa fans. So do we have them losing or winning there? I don't think we do. We say that. No no no. I I want to say I want to save it okay. for, for the ultimate okay. prediction because I do want to do do a recap. So. Tampa, we are going to Tampa. We want you with us. Hashtag BGN Takeover. Tweet at us for it. Uh, Tennessee, we all want to go to Nashville. Week two, week four, uh, fansofphilly.com, promo code BGN. Tampa, Tennessee, and then finally, week 11, New Orleans. Big easy. The big easy, fansofphilly.com, promo code BGN. Those are the three trips that we are definitely 1,000% going on. We want you with us. Hashtag BGN Takeover. When you sign up, let us know that you are going. We are so excited. Get your tickets early and often because these will sell out. So Tampa, Tennessee, and New Orleans, we will all be on. Let us know about the interest for the Rams because – and, oh, by the way, for the people that uh, are already in those cities, we will definitely have things planned where we can come and you're going to meet with us and we're, we'll do – podcasting and a whole bunch of other stuff. We will do a live podcast before the day of the game live on Facebook and get everybody involved. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. So if you live in Tampa, Tennessee, or New Orleans, let us know too, uh, and we'll figure out something cool for there. I have them at 10-5 and five going into the last week of the season, BLG. Do you have them at 10-5 right now? I think no. I think I only had them at uh, – I had them losing to the, the Titans. I had them losing to the Jags, and I had them losing to the Saints and then the Texans. So – that's four, right? I think that's. I, I can't. It's eleven count. and four. You have them at eleven and four. Okay. Yeah. You have them at ten and five. I'm at. I'm at ten and five. They go face waste team for the second time. It's in their house. Uh, they had struggled there mightily until last year, and it was happened in the first week of the season. That is still the most excited I got over any play because there was. So much emotion between uh, Carson Wentz scrambling and then finding Nelson Aguilar. The like, two flags planted right there on the, the first touchdown of the season. Um, and I, I think they win this one because they're going to need to win this one uh, for some home field advantage, at least for one round in the playoffs. And they finish 11-5 and five on the season. Yeah, I got them 12-4. and four. I think they sweep. So I have them going really here. I have them only losing one game in the NFC, and then I have them sweeping the East. And I, <laughs> I have them at 12-4 and four overall. So I love it. There we go. Totally not, you know, totally not uh, taking the Super Bowl season and, and totally just running wild with that. I mean, this is just, this is the real objective kind of analysis that you can only get. That's right. 11-5 uh, and five in April, and uh, I'm sure that'll change after, you know, the first three weeks. Uh, of the season. I tell you what we're going to do because of 
there was a lot of stuff to cover this week. So certainly the BGN Radio Show, uh, we will try and pack that in as much as possible. Once again, it's a little weird because we're in the middle of a Sixers playoff run. So on the WIP show, we're going to be hanging out at Chicken Pete's down in South Philly right there off of Packer Avenue. So come hang out from 1 to 3.30, really, because James Seltzer is going to do a little leading off uh, as well as we uh, we get into that and have a lot of fun talking Sixers in there. There will be a half an hour version of that show when we just dive into some of this stuff. I will make an additional podcast along with all of our great stuff on Patreon, patreon.com slash BGN radio, because there is, uh, you know, Benjamin Solak is a, is a freaking uh, mini robot BLG, and he just keeps pumping out content. He just did a breakdown of Justin Reed, who has been on everybody's minds, um, certainly because it makes a lot of sense that, you know, they would they would try and maybe groom somebody uh, to play safety and a guy that can certainly play nickel and, and do a lot of that. Uh, very versatile, very smart guy. Full breakdown against him against Washington State up for our $10 Patreon subscribers. Eagle After Dark, The Beast, and uh, a big announcement, actually. I'm going to take over The Beast for Vince Quinn, so it'll be me breaking down the NFC East all uh, season long and starting – uh, actually, uh, probably by the time you hear this, there'll be a new episode up with that. So lots of great stuff going on there as well. Uh, and we will pack it all in as much as possible. If we missed anything, we'll certainly uh, make it up for you. BLG, any final thoughts before we roll out of here? Final thoughts, go Sixers. Advancing to 2-1 and one in the series. Dwayne yes. Wade is a little bitch who <laughs> totally just tried to pull Justin Anderson's arm out of his socket. And it was totally just dumb. And people are saying I can't call him out because he's a legend. But I am calling him out. I know Dwayne Wade listens to this podcast. So he certainly does. Suck it, Dwayne. Um, and enjoy your vacation soon. And episode hashtag, as always, I forgot it last time. You did. Game. See, we should have remembered it. But um, uh, I want to go with hashtag 311. And I want to say that keep an eye out for some, If you know, if you are like the weirdos like James and I, and you actually like Survivor, we were hanging out with the, the Philly Zone Wendell Holland Ooh. the other night, and we're, we're trying to get him on the pod soon and some other Survivor people. So if you like that kind of stuff, just you know, keep an eye out for it in the next couple months. So should we do hashtag 311 keep an eye out? Hashtag 311. Just hashtag 311? The episode <laughs> number? That's it? Come on. we got to do better than that. Oh, sorry. Investigate 311. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag investigate 311. It's so late that I just totally (laughs) ruined the hashtag. All right. Hashtag investigate 311. Hashtag investigate 311 is that. I will also say uh, Dwayne Wade is a little bitch. And uh, the the man who is uh, going to need uh, a, a champion petty and apology tour all at once is Brett Brown because he coached his ass off uh, tonight against the Miami Heat. So, uh, And, again, I hate to bring his name up, but uh, because he's beautiful, he can take it. Stephen Lee, suck it, baby, because I know you're a Heat fan, and I hope you listen Love to the you, end Stephen of this. Stephen Lee. It's literally the only thing that is wrong about it. It's the first bad take that he's had in his life that he's a Heat fan. So, But he lives in Florida, so that's okay. That's going to do it for us here. That is Brandon Lee Gowden. I am John Barchard. I appreciate everyone listening to the BGN Radio uh, podcast right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys.